Welcome to Build Your Maverick Business, the podcast for underdog, outlier, and renegade entrepreneurs. Brought to you by Strange Creative Studio. If you dream of going off on your own and launching your rebel empire, but don't know where to start, you're in the right place. We'll teach you how to use mindset, branding, and practical advice to build a killer business and transform your world. And now, here's your host, founder of Strange, Alex Pitt. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I am a little bit all over the place today. I'm going to try and pull it together for you all. Yeah, I'm just having one of those days, you know, when it just takes you a little while to get into it. Like, I was walking around my kitchen, a fart in a trance, trying to remember why I was there. Remembered I needed to make a coffee, which is helping, I will say that. I tried to plug in my microphone, which is a USB, which means that I had a 50-50 chance of getting it right. Got it wrong twice. So, that's working. Hopefully the coffee's going to kick in and we will get through this together. (laughs) Only teasing. It's going to be a good one today. I am excited about today's episode because I'm doing something a little bit different. What I am doing is I am going to create a somewhat of a series, okay? I'm going to create a bit of a series for you. And that series is all about the steps that you need to take to build your brand before you start with your logo, okay? This is the one thing that I talk about quite a lot when people say, oh, I've got new branding and they've literally just got a logo and nothing else and I don't know who it's for, what it is, what they are trying to create. So this is something that I feel very passionately about. I talk about all the time. Your brand is not your logo, okay? Your brand is not your logo. It is so much more than that. It's about creating connections. It's what people say about you when you're not in the room. So... What we're going to do in this series is we're going to go through the steps that I teach people to take when they're building their brand before we get to the design bit. All right, this involves a little bit of digging and I'm going to give you all the tools that you need to go forth and create this. Now, before I get right into it, this is actually the framework that we teach in our Not Just a Pretty Logo program. Okay, so this is tried and tested on the program itself. We have a workbook which asks you questions and there's pretty pictures. There's activities in there that help you out but I'm going to just teach you the top line of this framework in the next few episodes. I want to say it's going to be seven episodes but you know me I like to blag things so we will see how this goes. So the part that I want to go through today is really the kind of theory behind this okay so what is a brand and why do they exist and where we're going to start with this is imagining back in the day before brands were a thing, okay? Back in the day, brands didn't really need to exist. And I'll explain to you why. Now imagine you're living in, let's say, the 17th century, I think, did not take history past year nine, so don't quote me on this. But say you needed to get a loaf of bread for your tea, right? So chances are you weren't exactly spoiled for choice of where you're going to purchase said bread, right? You might live, say, three, five, 10 mile walk, or horse ride to the nearest village where there was one baker, right? One bakery, one place that you can buy your bread. The same goes for milk, same goes for shoes, medicine, everything. You just got what you wanted from the place that was available, right? You got what you want from the closest shop. Now, if we fast forward a bit to as consumerism is becoming more of a thing, right? So, Imagine a time when villages started to grow into towns. 
everything got a bit bigger. And now you might, at this point, have two or three bakeries to choose from. Now, not only do you get to decide which of these bakeries has the nicest bread, but you would also have a few bakers to choose from, okay? If one of them always complimented you on your corset, then you're going to want to go to that one, right? (laughs) If one of them you know is having an affair with Edith down the lane, you might avoid that guy. You might think, no, no, I don't like your morals, mate. Okay, the point that I'm making is that the choice now is not just down to the product that you're buying, you're also factoring in the person that's selling it to you. Okay, you're not just thinking about the product, you are thinking about the person who is selling you the product. So you go to the baker that you know, like, and trust. Now, if we fast forward again, the world is going to go through this boom of industry, right? Industrial revolution and all that, everything suddenly is fast forwarded to where you are not anymore just buying stuff out of necessity. Suddenly, you have a metric fuck ton of options for everything. Consumerism is huge all of a sudden, and you have hundreds, if not thousands, of companies selling very similar products. Now, suddenly, geographic location doesn't matter anymore, right? Products are transported nationally, internationally, produced on a massive scale. Now, think about your local supermarket, right, and have a little mental stroll down the bread aisle. And think about how many options you now have for that loaf of bread. Now, each of these individual bread manufacturers have a few options to try and keep the sales pouring in, okay? To try and convince you that their loaf is the best. They can try and make the best bread. Well, they can tell you that they make the best bread. But first of all, that's a matter of opinion, right? There would always be someone who could come along and make a better loaf. And of course, they're going to say that their bread is good. They're not going to say it's crap. Everyone's going to say that they do the best loaf. So there's still a lot of noise. There's no way to really break through. Now, they could try and make it cheaper than everyone else. But there's always going to be someone with a bigger factory, someone who can undercut their prices because they've got a cheaper access to ingredients. You know, saying that it's the cheapest is very flimsy. Now, what a clever few people started to realise back in the boom years was that if you can take all of the human qualities of that first baker, the one that we like, the personality, the values, the interests, even the way that they speak, and weave the essence of that person into a business, you can artificially replicate that relationship that customers have with them. So really, there is a lot that goes into branding, but if you think about it in this way, that right there is all a brand really needs to be. It's just applying artificial human traits to a business so that people feel a genuine connection to something that isn't human. If you think back to the episode of Your Brand Is Not Your Logo, this is one of the earliest episodes, but I refer back to it a lot because it's a good one. I talk about brands that I love, love Marshall, love Beavertown. All of these brands are companies, they're corporations, but the brand makes me think about them in a way that is so much more human than an office full of people, right? One of the first tasks that I get people to do in the Not Just A Pretty Logo program is to just take a handful of brands and describe them if they were a human. Like Harley Davidson, you can do it like that, right? It's it's a hell's angel. It's easy. If you think about it with Apple, if you think, you know, just take a brand that you love and try and do that. Try and describe them as if they were a person. 
it's actually quite easy for a lot of these brands. So what we're going to do in the next few episodes is that I'm going to take you through a few steps. I'm going to give you some prompts and I'm going to get you to think about your business in a way that is going to create those human connections, right? So that people feel drawn to it. So next week, we're going to start with archetypes. Okay, we've talked about archetypes before. We're going to look at it in a slightly different way, slightly different examples. And then we're going to go into storytelling, mission and values, personas, tone of voice, and touch on working with a designer. Again, those are the steps that we work through in the Not Just a Pretty Logo program. This week, I'm just kicking you off. So consider yourself kicked off, guys. So that's it for this week. Have a think about your brand if they are a human, and I will catch you here next time. Got an idea for a maverick business of your own? Learn how to build a powerful brand that will get people obsessed with our online program, Not Just a Pretty Logo. You'll learn a simple step-by-step framework that will kickstart your killer brand and help you find your raving fan base. Find out more today at strangecreativestudio.com.